Would you like to live a healthier, happier, and more fulfilled life? Cultures from all over our planet have been addressing that concern for thousands of years, and their answers can help you in your life today. Join anthropologist and healer Robert Vetter as he introduces you to cultures of health and healing. Get ready now to try out some healing beliefs and practices from far and wide. Here's the host of your show, Robert Vetter. I'm here today with Cheo Torres again, and today we're going to find out uh, exactly what you're doing in your life today at University of New Mexico, and there's some exciting stuff going on. So could you tell us a little bit about what you consider your work to be right now? Yes. Well, right now, Bob, I'm teaching three classes on traditional medicine at the University of New Mexico. I teach the... um, the summer class, the two-week class, which is half a day, and then workshops in the afternoon, and then uh, other activities in the evenings, like sweat lodges, demascals. Uh, and then I teach a course in the fall semester, beginning late October until December or so. And then I start a, a spring course starting in um, uh, j- late January, middle January until May. And then um, um, doing, we do workshops during the year also. Now, this is really something unusual and something that is really unique to the University of New Mexico. Can we go all the way back to the origins of all of this? Yes. Well, prior to uh, 1996, when I started at the University of New Mexico, I was at Texas A&M University, Kingsville, And in the early 90s, I joined an institute on traditional medicine. There were three or four in the world. One of them was in Mexico. Uh, The headquarters was Mexico City. A Dr. Oscar Hutteret was in charge of this this institute. And he had an international conference and invited people from all over the world. Um, And then in about 1994, 93, 94, I hosted that international conference at Texas A&M Kingsville, we had probably six or 700 people from all over the world, maybe from 50 different countries. I came to Albuquerque to the University of New Mexico in, 90, in 1995. I started in 1996. I think in 97, I hosted that, that world conference here at the university, and it was fairly successful. At this conference, we had a busload of healers that came from Mexico City. Uh, the person that was that was hosting this group of healers, curanderos, was uh, um, uh, Dr. Ornelas, Arturo Ornelas, who was starting a school in Cuernavaca, SEDEC, who, and you're familiar with SEDEC. Mm-hmm. Um, I met a lot of wonderful healers, very talented healers who were teaching at the school, including Rita Navarrete. Uh, and then um, we took a group of students to uh, SEDEC, um, probably soon after that conference. And the, 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 school, the, the class was very successful, but the problem with the class uh, outside of the country is that it's expensive. You know, you're talking about flights, you're talking about lodging for a couple of weeks, and not every student can afford it. So we decided to hold, begin a class 20 years ago, um, a credit class on campus. And, and now we were to celebrate our 20th anniversary this summer, uh, face-to-face. But unfortunately, because of the 
crisis, the uh, COVID-19 crisis, we are going um, uh, online for the month of July. And you're familiar with this class because you come uh, every year and we, be, we do get a great, good number of people from New York area and from all over the country. So this uh, summer in June, it'll be online. And that's, that's, that's the history of this class. It's been going on for 20 years, the face-to-face -face class. And about five years ago, we decided to go on for the fall semester, which is traditional medicine um, um, of, of the Southwest and, and other countries, mostly the Southwest. And that's a, that's a um, fall semester. The spring semester is global perspectives of traditional medicine. Uh, so those are two courses that we, actually three courses, two courses during the, the long-term academic term, and then the summer class, which has more flexibility because it's two weeks, but it's really extensive. So just to clarify, the class is in July this year. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh -huh. Okay. The, the, yeah, it's, it's one month instead of two weeks, and it's online. And we've done a lot of videos throughout the, throughout the years. And so we have some great videos that we'll show and we'll do some Zoom classes and some interviews and that sort of thing. So tell us a little bit about some of the instructors that, uh, that you've met over the years who have come to present at, UNN, at UNM and some of the people who will be presenting this summer. Well, some of the instructors that I have met and that I use during the classes and that I have uh, videos of are people like Chenchito. And Chenchito, of course, uh, he was my teacher, but I've I have him on video. And he passed away recently, in, in two years ago. I've got other people like Tomas Enos, who is a, Dr. Enos is an excellent herbalist from Santa Fe. I have Doris, who you know, Doris and Leti are herbalists from Mexico. They come from the Mexico City, Cuernavaca area. Um, I've got Rita Navarrete, who has been a regular for the 20 years that I've been teaching the class. She has three clinics in Mexico, and she's one of the top healers. I have Laurencio Nunez, Lopez Nunez, whom you know. He comes from Oaxaca. Uh, I have um, had Belia, who is another healer from Mexico. I mean, Belia is a great healer. Um, uh, you name it. I've, I've got so many, many healers. I've had some from Africa. Uh, there's a, a group of healers, of four healers that came from Africa, from Uganda. And then one healer came from Gabon. Gabon is a French-speaking country uh, where the natives speak French and their native language. And, and that uh, Bogai, I think, was his name. He was a great healer. I think you've, you've met a lot of these healers that have come. Um, I had a healer from Guatemala that came. And, and I was to have somebody from El Salvador this summer. Uh, Peru, from Peru, I have Mino, Mino Acheninca. He's been a regular for almost 20 years. So those are some wonderful healers that I have. And I never know who's sometimes who's going to come. And so we have some people with great expertise and knowledge of traditional medicine that show up. And, um, and we take advantage of them being here. We videotape them while they're here. We take them to our studios so that we can keep those videos for our online classes. Well, it's amazing work. And to the best of my knowledge, 
this class at UNM or this series of classes at UNM are the only ones that are going on in the United States. Is that correct, Chael? As, as far as I know, to my knowledge, it is true, yes. Um, a, a lot of universities have contacted me wanting to do something similar. So I hope that it becomes a reality in the future. But we are the granddaddies of this class as, uh, doing it for 20 years. So let uh, a couple of questions before we get to all of the contact information. And the, the first one is, if you consider the scope of traditional healing practices all over the planet, how would you describe curanderismo from Mexico? What is unique about this system of healing? What I've discovered, curanderismo in Mexico is a lifestyle. Uh, it's still being practiced all over the country. Uh, you find medicinal herb stores in just about every community in Mexico. You have curanderos that are doing this full time, whereas in this country, you, you, that's, that's a lost art. Uh, you don't find people, curanderos that do it full time, they, but they are incorporating a lot of the traditions into their professions, into their businesses. So that's, that's the main difference that I see that, that one, is full-time, not only in Mexico, but other countries in Asia and, and maybe Europe uh, that have healers that do this as a, as a profession. Um, it's, 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 it's being revived now. There's a revival of traditional medicine in this country. Uh, look at the number of immigrants that are coming from all over the world to the United States, and they're bringing a lot of their traditions but they're, they're frustrated because it's, it, it's, it, it's lost here. But this revival, and it's a great revival because uh, people are beginning to go to school now where in earlier years there were no schools on traditional medicine. And that's basically the difference that I find in both countries. And what about changes over time? In other words, how would you compare uh, curanderismo as practiced today compared to, let's say, 20 years ago, compared to, say, 50 years ago? Well, 50 years ago, even 100 years ago, um, there was a need for a curandero. There were few physicians. There were few ministers and priests that they would do spiritual help or healings also, if you will. And so the curandero would play a holistic approach to healing body, mind, and spirit. A curandero would, or curandera would go to a, a family's home. They would counsel the family. Uh, they would deliver a baby. They were, par they were parderas also. Uh, they would prescribe certain things for some of their ailments. Uh, they would pray with the family. So they played all these roles. Nowadays, we have access to modern medicine, to allopathic medicine. And there are specialties now. We have a lot of spiritual uh, folks that uh, provide spiritual healing, whether it's through a church or through another means. Uh, so I think that that's changed now. Um, and, but the need is still there. And so I think we're seeing a new revival of uh, traditional medicine uh, that seems to to, there seems to be a lot of interest now with a lot of people that want to know about the grandma's medicine. And 
and, and it is different somewhat. Uh, there's more studies now. There's some research now that wasn't available back then. I think it's becoming even better nowadays than it was 100 years ago or 50 years ago. I think curanderismo is here to stay, Cheo, which is good I, news. I think so. A lot of people are confused. They think of curanderismo as being black magic and being, uh, being, being a bit different. But I say, no, not, no, it, 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 it has evolved. Everything changes. And it's, it's even changing. But I, I believe it's changing for the better. Well, one more question. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the students who enroll at UNM? I mean, who are they and why are they taking classes in curanderismo? Uh, students come from all over the place, uh, from all disciplines. We have a few students that come from the Health Science Center. They're medical students, they're nursing students, occupational health students. We have a, stu a, a few students that come from the honors program. Uh, we have a stu few students that are just curious to find out more about this topic. They heard about it, they grew up with it, but they don't know that much about it. Um, and then we have students that come from out of the out of country and out of state that are passionate about this uh, topic and they want to know more. They want to learn more. They want to apprentice under a curandera. So I, we have them all in one room and they there's a lot of dynamics that happens when you, we, we bring them together. I, I was just thinking when you described that back to last summer, the day that you and Laurencio Lopez Nunez and I went to the med, med school and met with the med students. Could you tell everybody a little bit about that? Yeah, we had a, a, a group of residents uh, in the medical school. There must have been close to 50, if not more, that were uh, taking a class. And uh, the professor of the medical school invited us to, to talk about traditional medicine. And I invited you and Laurencio to do a, a cleansing, energetic, spiritual cleansing to all these medical students from all over the country. They were coming as residents here. And it was quite an experience. We were well, well received. The professor sent me a note thanking us. And you and Laurencio explained it well. And we went outdoors to do, and, and we, we formed a circle. And both of you went around the circle doing a clean scene with a copal incense. And it was a great experience. That was quite a day. Yes. Well, Cheo, well, that brings us to the end of our session. Um, but I'd like to give our listeners any contact information that they'll need about taking the class or getting in touch with you or contacting continuing education at the University of New Mexico, whatever they need to know. Sure. Bob, let me give you my email. That may be the easiest way to contact me. It's C-H-E-O Cheo uh, at UNM, University of New Mexico, dot edu. Let me repeat that. Cheo, C-H-E-O, at U-N-M dot E-D-U. Send me an email, and I would be more than, glad to, more than glad to send information on the classes. And there's also a Coursera class. It's a free class that's being offered year-round. And, and listeners may be listening to this at various times in the future. We're recording now in May of 2020, but in the future, people can continue to email you at that email address. Is that right, Chael? Definitely, yes. Okay, thank you. And I hope some of the listeners out there will join us for our summer course. And I'll be there. I'll be one of the instructors uh, along with all that crew that Chael just described. So Chael, 
or Dr. Torres. Thank you so much for these three sessions that we got to spend together. Bob, and thank you for everything you're doing in the New York area. Thank you. My pleasure. This has been Cultures of Health and Healing with Robert Fetter. Thanks for listening. Please remember to subscribe and rate this show and share it with others. Until next time, remember, your health and healing matter, and you can find your own unique path to optimum wellness.